fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the voice of reason with Andy Hoosier. I gotta say, as much as we try to depend on technology, it changes all the time and I'm trying to stay up. I'm trying to share... For some reason, the Facebook Live feed's not wanting to get up and going today, so I'm trying to share the Twitch feed onto Facebook for those that like to watch there. And Facebook has changed everything up so much that I have to go in almost as like an individual for each page and share it that way. And it's just, it's driving me nuts and it's not letting me do it. It's just taking its old time. Ah, uh, forget it. If you want to go and watch it, you can go to twitch.tv. Hey, welcome into the program. Boy, do we have a lot to get to. Happy Monday to you. Hopefully you had a wonderful weekend broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting. Welcome aboard your millennial general reporting for duty. I did something this weekend that I don't like to do that I got very angry from doing, but yet I did it anyways because Mrs. Voice of Reason was doing it. So I just went along and thought it would be okay for one time to sink my head into the sewer and figure out what the Democrats were talking about on the mainstream media weekend talk shows. And trust me, you're not missing anything. You're not missing anything. They are talking about the most absurd topics. They are talking about them in a way that makes zero sense in any way, shape, or form. They they say it in such a... They try to be like all technical and try to be all newsy and try to be informative when really they take shots at republicans there was one show don't even know what it was don't really care at all but they had the little round table and they were talking about the state of the biden administration and the omicron variant of covid19 and and what's the move forward and all they could say was that well republicans are working to try and defund the covid19 vaccine mandates in the country and they're not going to stop and it's just causing burden to the biden administration Now, I have yet to see anything on the mainstream talking points over the weekend about the, uh, what's her name, Ghislaine Maxwell, the Jeffrey Epstein case. Didn't hear a single word about that. Now, of course, we're talking about an Omicron Omicron variant of COVID-19 that has less symptoms than the Delta variant, has less of a death rate than the Delta variant. It's really not that important in any way, shape, or form. Is it a variant? Sure. Do you need to pay attention to it? I guess. But that's about it. And yet they're talking about another potential shutdowns and how we need to be focused on this and what it's doing to the Biden administration and how it's affecting the supply chain issues and how we're going into the holiday season and how we're just all getting together. And oh, my gosh. And look, at we've seen this major bump in people getting the COVID-19 vaccine because they're really, really scared. And why are Republicans needing to defund the variant in the vaccine mandates? Instead of a common-sense, reasonable discussion of the vaccine mandates are unconstitutional. How dare we even discuss them? We have a, a, a debt ceiling coming up here that's extremely important where we should shut down the government because we should not spend a single cent above that debt ceiling in any way, shape, or form. And I will say, anybody, anybody, Republican or Democrat, that votes for raising that debt ceiling again because this seems to be an ongoing yearly discussion now, needs to be kicked out of office, not just waiting for the election time, but needs to be removed from office with a recall election. Anybody that votes for it, I'm sick and tired of raising the debt ceiling. We do it all the time, and it doesn't need to be done any longer. So that was the weekend 
talking points on a Sunday while we were cleaning house and we were doing the thing and we turned that on. I don't know why we turned it on, but we turned it on and there's no mention of the Jeffrey Epstein case which is probably why they're talking about Omicron. So they don't talk about that. The Omicron variant is completely irrelevant. We have the regular strain that's more deadly. And I mean, more deadly is in still less than a 1% chance of dying from it, but it's more deadly than the Omicron variant, which should tell you something. We have the Delta variant that spreads just as easily as Omicron and is marginally more dangerous. Again, as in like a 0.08 to 0.05% death rate on that one as well. So there is that. At the same time, it was all about the Omicron. It was about the shutdown. It was about the vaccine mandates that's uh, funding and Republicans trying to defund that one and how they're okay with shutting down the government just to try and stop these vaccine mandates and how evil they are, even though the courts have shut down every one of the vaccine mandates and how evil the Republican Party is for trying to block the Biden administration every step of the way. They didn't say a single word about the unpopularity of Joe Biden. They didn't say a single word about the the unpopularity of Kamala Harris and how now she has staff walking out of her administration uh, because they're tired of working with her. She loses her mind on individuals because she doesn't get her way when she doesn't put in the time to actually understand anything she's talking about because she thinks the cackle is actually going to work. And then we have a whole nother major issue. By the way, welcome into the show. I hope you did have a great weekend. It's a Monday. Graham Allen. I'm super excited to chat with him. We tried to get him on the show once before, wasn't able to connect. But Graham Allen, he is an activist. He is a podcaster and a blogger, a YouTuber. He's made a lot of uh, ground. He's a millennial like myself. He talks to a lot of the younger generation. He is a congressional candidate for the 7th Congressional District out of South Carolina. And he is author of the latest book, Son of Truth, a children's book. So we'll talk with him at the bottom of the hour on all of the good stuff that he's working on. Really excited about that one. There's a lot that I want to try and talk about today because outside of what the media is covering and not covering, and by the way, I did watch the entire 60-minute interview of Alec Baldwin too. It was pathetic. You, I don't know if you've heard it or not. We've played the clip of him saying, no, 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 I didn't pull the trigger. I wouldn't pull the trigger. You know what he's saying is he's saying that he was doing an angle of the shot for the movie, which makes sense. Okay, he's pointing the gun. He's doing the thing. They had him cock back the hammer of the pistol so that way they could get it in the shot, doing the certain angles with the hands. Okay, makes sense. And then as they said, okay, and he was done, he snapped it and let it go instead of holding it and sliding it back into place nicely and calmly like you do as a commonsensical individual that handles a firearm. You can cock back the hammer, and then if you don't want to fire it, you hold it, you pull the trigger to release it, and then you slide it slowly back into position so it doesn't make that spark to ignite the black powder to shoot out the bullet. Very common sense, gun safety 101, regardless of whether you think it's a dud or not, whether you think it's a prop or not, that's the practice that you do. But instead, I didn't pull the trigger. I just snapped the hammer back and let it snap and go into place (laughs) because that makes all the sense in the world. I'm not laughing at the situation because it's a terrible, sad situation, but I'm laughing at the stupidity of someone who doesn't understand firearms and then tries to play the victim when he ends up shooting someone because he doesn't understand gun safety 101. Hysterical. There was a discussion that we had a few years back, and this goes into the whole vaccine database. Because Are you aware of this? This major vaccine? We teased it on the show, what was it, Thursday, Friday, end of last week. A vaccine database that is being put in place because apparently now we need to register you on whether you've gotten the COVID-19 vaccine or not. Jim Jordan, wonderful rock star out of Ohio, the fourth or sixth congressional district. 
because uh, we talked with Bob Latta out of the 5th, and I know he's right beside there. I think it's either the 3rd or 4th District in Ohio, said this on Newsmax just a couple of days ago. It sounds pretty scary to me. I didn't support it. Uh, I guess it's some way to you know keep track of what's going on, but the, what, what concerns me is with an FBI that is putting a threat tag label on parents, why in the world would be, I mean, I think it probably makes sense to be a little leery of, of this. So uh, that was the reason I voted against it, and I think so many of my colleagues did as well. There are 80 Republicans in the House of Representatives that voted for a vaccine database, a national vaccine registry database to be input at the federal level. Now, this is not getting the type of attention that it needs. And while the media is running around about the Omicron variant and how scary it is and more people need to get vaccinated, even though the Omicron variant doesn't be doesn't get stopped by the vaccine because it's immune to the vaccine because it's a mutation from the vaccine. So that way it can stay alive while we are trying to say, go get vaccinated because you need to protect yourself. The Omicron variant doesn't do that. So in turn, instead of releasing the covid vaccine mandates like the appropriate reasonable rational commonsensical thing to do we start attacking people and registering them on who's actually in the database as, as vaccinated or not which is going to eventually again turn on the tinfoil hat here for a second going to turn into a you know isolationist mentality of what we're seeing in australia to where we're going to round you up and stick you in a community uh, if you haven't gotten vaccinated you're not going to be allowed to go into public which is starting to happen. We have now New York City, Bill de Blasio, the first in the entire nation as a city, a city mandate coming down for private businesses in New York City to impose a vaccine mandate on their employees and on their customers. How they choose to enforce it, not quite sure. I mean, Bill de Blasio can try all he wants to. I highly encourage businesses there not to do it. And you can see who's going to come after you. Is it the cops? Is it the mobsters? Because the mobsters really run New York City. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm just saying it's the realistic world that we live in. But how are they going to enforce said type? But it's beginning. Now, while all of them on the other side claim that we're a bunch of crazy, we're conspiracy theorists, we're seeing it. We passed a budget... Our taxpayer money is going to be building a database to tell and check off on the list on whether you've been vaccinated against COVID-19 or not for you to be allowed to function in society. The beginning of the social credit score is intact and 80 Republicans and the vast majority of Democrats voted for this piece of legislation just the last week. Your taxpayer money is going now to register yourself on what you're doing in society, on your wellness in society, on whether you're going to be able to function or not. To me, that's a little disturbing. And it's taken to this level in the last 20 years. It started with the Patriot Act all the way back in 2001 after 9-11. Something very scary happened. Everybody's concerned. We need to go after the bad guy and make sure that our neighbor's not a bad guy. So I'm okay giving up my private information for you to monitor it and screen it and make sure that someone around me is not doing something bad. Uh, the Patriot Act 101, okay, great, everybody passed it, it's all good to go. That's created things like the FISA courts to where we don't even know how you get a FISA court approval to try and monitor and and uh, and, and uh, monitor somebody or check them out or see what's going on or to get a search warrant or whatever. They use it against Trump in the election. They've used it against quote-unquote terrorists. They find any easy way to try and input, hey, we have a concern here, punch it into the FISA courts, they accept it, you get a court order to be able to monitor them, collect their data. We have the metadata issue where every piece of your cell phone trackage, every piece of your emails, all goes to a nice little government database with metadata, and they're collecting it. 
Now, it may not be for malicious intent. A lot of it's used to be able to hand off to their corporate entities to be able to send you spam. But nonetheless, they're collecting the data. And it's the principle of the thing why they shouldn't be able to do so, but yet it happens. But now, again, instead of working in the shadows like progressives have done for so long, working behind the scenes, doing things incrementally and very slowly to where you don't recognize them or notice them, and doing it behind the scenes where you don't even know what's happening, it's just working behind, kind of like when you sleep and half your brain's still functioning, that's what this has been doing with your data and personal collection. Now, they're openly saying, we're going to create this vaccine database, we're going to input all the data to see whether you're actually contributing to society or whether you're one of those evil, horrible, unvaccinated individuals that wants to kill people to where we can round you up, we can isolate you, we can make sure you're not welcome in stores, make sure you're not welcome in restaurants, make sure that you're pretty much just isolated at home and can't go anywhere. And we're okay with it. The beginning of the social credit score. You won't be able to fly, won't be able to take public transportation, won't be able to get into different public areas, you know, different uh, festivals or different museums or wherever else you try to go. Not Are you vaccinated? No, you're not checked along the national vaccine database against viruses that don't even get affected by the, vi- by the vaccine because, you know, there's so many variants out there that's not actually being stopped by the vaccine. Does this make any sense to anybody? Because right now the world's crazy. But that's what they're talking about. That's the fear that they have is pushing this agenda. While it's not even working, we still have a pandemic going on when, uh, what, almost 80% of the population's vaccinated? They're not talking about the real issues with the Jeffrey Epstein case. They're not talking about the unpopularity from these policies that are happening. And now they're just increasing the size of government with your taxpayer money. And we're just like, hey, okay. I think we need to have a conversation with those 80 that actually voted for it as well, though, too. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, 
catch our special features and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, I do find it kind of interesting that they are trying to impose this first ever in the nation vaccine mandate for private companies in New York City. Again, they tried it nationwide and it failed miserably. They're not getting the funding because Republicans are trying to defund it right now. It's causing some political issues going into a midterm election. That's obviously going to ruin a lot of small business. It's obviously going to upset a lot of consumers. And it's just not getting the response that they expected because they think that once they put in place something, because they've done something, air quotes here, that the people are just happy. They always go to the government for the answers. And when we're not coming to the government for the answers anymore, they don't know what to do. And when they don't do it, then the side that still likes government to take care of them gets angry and the other side says, leave us alone. So this is kind of interesting, but it makes sense, doesn't it? It really does. We had the federal mandates, two of them. We had the one for private uh, for the federal employees and federal contractors and subcontractors. That one is being held up in court. Then we had the OSHA mandate that's supposed to take place beginning of January, and businesses were starting to implement it even though there wasn't even anything written. It was just their excuse to tell their employees, well, sorry, our hands are tied. There's nothing we can do here. We just need to do this so that way we don't get fined by the federal government. I don't want a $700,000 fine by OSHA because they're going to come in and swoop down and try and find me if we don't do this when there wasn't even anything written. It was just an excuse for many liberal business owners across the nation to find a way to try and implement it on their own. And now they're exposed because now that one, again, being held up in court, which really makes me wonder for all the businesses that have decided to do it with the excuse of fear from the federal government. Are you going to hire everybody back that you've already let go because they didn't want to get the vaccine? I'm very curious about that. Are you going to bring them back and be like, oh, sorry, you know, it's being held up in court. It's shot down. They're not even trying to enforce it or trying to expand it now because they know it's unconstitutional. Come on back. We apologize. We want to get things back on track here and we want to release this from the government and from our business policy. Do you think they're going to make those? Probably not. No, they still have those in place for most of those places, unfortunately. And it's going to lead to lawsuits, and it's already leading to lawsuits with lawsuits going on all over the country for people suing the private business because they were fired for not taking a vaccine. But if you notice, Democrats are very, very sneaky, sneaky. When they don't get what they want is the big umbrella package for the entire country, they go back to the old standard of federalism using the states and the local communities. Now, they don't have as much control there except for the larger populated areas across the nation because Republicans have done a very good job in rural communities and at the local level, the grassroots campaigning, where they dominate. We have three-quarters of the state legislatures across the nation. We have almost three-quarters of the governorships across the nation. Republicans and their grassroots campaigning have the stronghold across the nation, but Democrats hate state rights. Because they like centralized power. They hate power at the local level because they like the centralized power. But when the centralized power begins to crumble and they realize they can't do it or they don't have the ability to do it, not constitutionally because they don't care about the Constitution, it's just about whatever they want at the time, whenever they realize their agenda is not working, they revert back to abusing the system and finding that loophole, which is going back to the local level and trying it there. Then if enough of the local levels around the country begin to implement it, then they go back to the centralized, well, everybody's doing it now, so we're just going to make it a broad-spectrum umbrella law across the nation. 
So this is the guinea pig here. This is the experimental law to see if it actually holds up and how to implement it across the nation. Bill de Blasio is the perfect guinea pig for this. He's extremely progressive. He works with the DNC big time. Obviously, it's the biggest city out there. They couldn't do it at the federal level, so let's do it in the biggest city across the nation with New York City. Implement the vaccine mandate for all private companies, for employees, and for consumers to come in. We'll see how we work out the legalities of enforcing it, and then we can start branching it out and spreading it out everywhere else. It's perfect for them. The federal centralized power didn't work. Let's go back to the federalism, start it at the local level, and then grow it because they're starting to catch on. They already know this stuff. It's just their back burner play and their plan B when their agenda doesn't always work out the way they want it to. It's pathetic and it's sad, borderline psychotic, but nonetheless, they're really good at doing that because they plan things out. Republicans, we just get irrational and angry and try to overturn the tables. Again, not a bad thing in rare occasions, but we got to plan things out and strategize a little bit better at times as well. Lots more coming up. Graham Allen, when we come back here on The Voice of Reason for a Monday. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the program. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple platforms on all of those. You can hear us just about everywhere. We are killing it with the podcast downloads. We're getting more streaming sites. We are getting more stations, TV stations, radio stations all over the place. So welcome aboard. If you just started listening to this program and have just heard it recently, I know it's a lot to ingest. We do things a little bit heavier here. It's still entertaining. We keep it somewhat light and fun, but at the same time, we unveil the layers of the onion a little bit more. Think just a little bit deeper than most other talk show hosts and most politicians in Washington, D.C. Kind of like that. Kind of like that. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Trying to cram that 10 pounds reason into that five-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Not able to connect with Graham Allen. He's a busy guy. This is the second time we haven't been able to reach him. We got him scheduled. So we'll try and get him rescheduled again here soon. If not, maybe we can get him on later on in the program uh, in a little bit here. I, I know he's a busy dude. Uh, but you can find. So as you know, we've been tracking. And I think that we've talked to just about every individual in this book series that bravebooks.us where you sign up for your kids it's a it's children's book it's a monthly thing and they send you a new book every single month and i believe since they started the since summertime we've talked with i think every 
author in there so far. I'm trying to scroll through and see. Yeah, I think we've talked to just about every one of the authors, so that's really neat. And uh, I want to continue to do so because I'm telling you, the new generation, the younger generation, that's where it's at. And if we can actually get them to start thinking properly, commonsensically, reasonably uh, from an early age, even at the kid age when they're seeing like picture books and stuff, then I think we're going to be in a good shape. Trying to, not brainwash, but trying to educate them properly at an early age. So that way they don't get brainwashed as they go through the public education system. But we'll get uh, Graham Allen on the program. He's also a candidate for the 7th District of South Carolina and uh, for the congressional seat. So we'll see if we can't talk with him re- here relatively soon. That's all right, though. we got a lot to talk about. So here's the latest in what's trending today. What's trending today? So there's been really some floating rumors over the last week of the Kamala Harris staff where obviously she hasn't been in the public light nobody likes her which we could have seen it coming again it's us watching an action movie or a drama knowing what's going to happen at the end but yet watching it for the pure entertainment value you've already seen the twists you've already seen the jumps you've already seen the hurdles it's like watching the sixth sense all over again you know that Bruce Willis is dead and if I spoiled it for you I'm sorry <laughs> he's dead in the movie and uh it, it's like watching and you know it but yet you're still watching it for pure entertainment value that's watching the Kamala Harris administration right now as the vice president she is on I'm guaranteeing you she is on her way out right now she cannot get her you know what together she can't handle the power she doesn't have the experience. She was a attorney general for the state of California for how long? Not very long. Then she became a senator. And just like Barack Obama, she became the uh, running for president early, like the first one or two terms of her Senate seat running for president. She was extremely unpopular as a senator. She was extremely unpopular as a presidential candidate getting 2 to 3%. One of the first ones to drop out. She doesn't know what she's doing And yet she's vice president of the United States. Now we have, this isn't just like right-wing news here. This is MSN. A Kamala Harris staff exodus reignites questions about her leadership style and her future ambitions. Now, from what we've heard and listening to some from the inside talking about on their way out, she has a very short fuse, which is expected because she's kind of a, if you know what I mean. And she's not very friendly. And she's got that snarky laugh she's got that snarky attitude and that's just her that's just who she is that's just her personality that's just who she can't change it she can't do anything about it that's her personality and who she is it's very appealing to some not very appealing to the majority of america and which is why she only had a two two to three percent approval rating running for president she had to drop out but she uses that against her staff as well apparently she doesn't plan or prep for certain things that she's doing and then gets angry at them for not prepping her enough which I find kind of ironic. Again, the typical progressive, we talked about it last week, about the blame game of I'm a victim, you didn't do it for me, so therefore I'm very angry because you know I'm perfect and I can do no wrong, or my family can do no wrong. And that's her life. And that's the way she operates her administration right now. So everybody's leaving. When you have radical left-wing progressives leaving your Uh, leaving your staff and leaving your administration because they can't handle you, you know you have a serious problem. Which makes sense. Now, are they going to slide Joe Biden out and put in Kamala Harris? Are they going to slide her out and put somebody else in? They don't know what to do right now. And the latest opportunity for them, apparently, is Pete Buttigieg. 
with the Department of Transportation. Also a presidential candidate that that was there in 2020. Also was a very unpopular candidate, which is why he dropped out as well with maybe 5%, 5 to 7% of the approval. I guess more than Kamala, but still very low approval ratings in a Democrat primary. But they gave him some power, threw him the bone, which is a whole other conversation I don't want to get into right now. But imagine all these departments that are supposed to be helping you in the private sector, you and your daily life, the Department of Energy, trying to help with energy things in the country, Department of Transportation, working with public transit across the nation, working with the Department of Education on educational issues. They don't find experts in these agencies to run them. These are political favors for candidates and for people that they want to have some political power if they help them on the campaign trail to throw them a bone, give them the head of a department, and let them run it when they don't have any experience in those agencies. That was something different that Donald Trump did. Was say, you actually have experience in this department. Let's put you in the head of this department to run it since you actually know what the hell you're doing. They didn't do that. Pete Buttigieg has never run a public transit operation. He was the mayor of a city. And they're like, hey, you're a presidential guy. You got a future in politics. You got a future in the Democrat Party. Here you go, Department of Transportation. Do something with it. Now we passed an infrastructure bill where he's kind of the centralized guy orchestrating where the money goes and how infrastructure is going to be redone in the country, giving him a massive project. And cities are scrambling to try to talk with him because the money's not going out. They don't know what they're going to get. They don't know how much they're going to get. They don't know what kind of money they're going to get for what kind of projects. And he's in over his head. And he's supposed to be the future of the party that could potentially replace Kamala Harris as the next VP to replace Joe Biden when he falls and trips down the stairs. Again, air quotes. (laughs) Because you know it's coming. So what's the future of Kamala Harris? She worked her way up. And I'm not going to say how she worked her way up, but she worked her way up in politics by associating with certain individuals to become the attorney general for the state of California. Did not do a good job there. Became the uh, senator in the state of California. Did not do a good job there. Was rated as the most progressive senator in the entire Senate. That's, by the way, including Bernie Sanders. Just want to throw that out to you. Now as vice president and her administration is falling apart, ruining the plans of the Democrat Party. Do they get rid of Joe Biden because he's like botching everything and replace her? But nobody likes her. They can't stand listening to her. They can't stand seeing her there. They can't stand her. She's botched every project that they've given her. First and foremost, hey, deal with the immigration problem. She went down to Central America. She went to Texas. She went to California. And she went home. Has yet to actually go to the issued part of the border. Has yet to actually come up with any plan. Just visited a couple of them and then went MIA and went underground and no one's heard from her since. I don't even know what other projects they tried to give her, but she hasn't done anything else. We don't know anything. They gave her power for like a day and a half while he was getting his medical procedure done. Didn't hear a word from her other than an interview. One media interview, and that was it. One media interview. And that's all we heard from her. Went back underground. Why? Because it was extremely unpopular. So what's the future of the Democrats? Do they slide her in? Do they boot her out? Either way, it's shaking up the core of the Democrat Party because they don't know who to replace her with. They have to drag up the old guard again. I'm sure you've heard the news that Stacey Abrams, the failed uh, governor's candidate in the state of Georgia, is running again for the governor of Georgia because they don't have anybody new. They have to go back to Pete Buttigieg to try and be the highlight of the Democrat Party. The Democrats are in shambles right now, folks. I'm telling you. They're trying to rebuild. They're trying to figure out how to move forward. 
and they don't know how to do it. The old guard refuses to let anybody new in the secret club. It's the private cool kids club. It's the bad girls. Remember the movie The Bad Girls? Uh, I never saw it, but I think that's the name of it. Uh, the Bad Girls where they had their little clique, they had their cool kids club, and no one else is allowed in it. The Democrats have been that way for years. The old guard with the Bidens and the Clintons and the Pelosi's and the Harry Reid's and the uh, uh, um, everybody else <laughs> that uh, kind of runs it. They don't like it. They had a Kennedy try to do the uh, response to the State of the Union a few years back when Trump was in office, and they didn't even want a new Kennedy, a young 30-year-old, 40-year-old some odd Kennedy that was trying to be uh, make a name in politics again. They wouldn't even let him in the party. And actually be the new face because they don't want new faces. They don't want new ideas. They don't want new things in the party. And now they're running out of them. They're also fighting that horde that is trying to infiltrate with the radical left that is the AOCs and the Kamala Harris types. Do you keep her on the short leash? Although I'm sure she likes that to some degree. Do you keep her on the short leash and try and keep her powers limited? Or do you allow the AOCs to run rampant? I don't know. What do you do with that? The party's in shambles. Now, this is the prime opportunity, you would think, for Republicans to take advantage of the situation, and they're not. Again, like usual, the Republicans have failed miserably while the opportunity presents itself. We could be really making a statement for ourselves, really honing in on these vulnerabilities of the Democrats, and yet we had how many Republicans vote for the infrastructure bill? We had how many Republicans like allow the Build Back Better plan to slide through? Without causing havoc, it's sitting in the Senate right now. We're going to have some senators on the program soon to talk about it. But Republicans, with all of this going on that we just laid out for you here and the opportunities, you would think, wow, light bulb moment. We have opportunities to take advantage and try to create uh, some catalysts of explosions internally from the Democrats to allow them to fester and blow themselves up and eat themselves away. We have opportunities to take advantage of it and we're not utilizing it. I'm telling you, Republicans, if you mess up this midterm election next year, we're going to be so angry. We're going to have, you're going to have so many angry voters and constituents. You're not going to know what to do with yourself, and we won't give you the majority back for a really, really, really long time. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
Nation, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out. Last few minutes here on the show. It goes by way too fast. Got a question on the social media. Do the Democrats not want new blood in because they can't control them? That's exactly why. They don't. They can't control them. Look, obviously every generation comes in, they have a fresh new take. They have fresh ideas. They want to move things forward in a new direction. They want to, you know, uh, modernize everything. It's like a business. Think about it from a business standpoint. You have someone who creates a business. It's a successful business. It's a good business. It grows. It does its thing. As time evolves, obviously, you need to adjust and adapt with the times as well. You can't stay stagnant in a time like this. If you have a business, you need to modernize. You need to have presence on social media. You need to have the presence on a website and online. You need to be able to have technical things. You need to have more computers. You can't still be writing things with a quill or with a typewriter because you would fall behind the times. So after you start a very successful business from years ago, your kids and your grandkids begin to take over the business as you start getting older. And you still want to run the business, but you want some... You know, you want it to continue on. So the grandkid comes up and they go, hey, uh, you know what? Let's modernize this bad boy and let's sync it up with a new computer. Let's connect it to the cloud. Let's get some backups here. Let's get some new technology. Let's get some iPads to where we can walk around and actually be able to surveil things the way we need to there for whatever business you have. And radio, you know, I'm not standing on a uh, soapbox outside on a very loud box trying to yell across the street as people are driving by. I have a radio program where you can tune in right through your right through your radio on your car so you can listen to me or on your online or wherever you are. We try to modernize there with online streaming and with podcasting. I mean, we modernize it or else you would fall behind. Democrats want to modernize, although they don't know how to modernize. And when young Democrats come in and they say, hey, we got some new ideas. Let's try to appeal this way. AKA now granted the majority of them are like crazy socialists that are coming in trying to take the party to an extremely left position. The old guard doesn't want to do that because the new guard, the new kids, the new kids in the block are coming in wanting to rebrand and go after all corporations, not just the ones that aren't special interests. Because Democrats, the old guard, they want to say that they believe in that stuff, but then they still protect those corporate interests that are their special interests that have kept in office for the last 40, 50 years. So they have a hard time with that when the AOCs come in and say, hey, we're going to get rid of all of them, including your own special interests. They don't like that. Because if you notice, they like to craft legislation that we're going to go after the rich guys and the evil rich people. We're going to give tax breaks to the evil corporations or the not evil corporations that actually give us money. <laughs> Funny how that works. The, the new guard doesn't like that because they have different special interests. They have a different vision and they want to take things in a different level. And they want to take it to a new level, a new extreme level. So, yeah, they don't like the lack of control they have over the young kids because the young kids are fired up. They're like the high schoolers that feel like they can change the world. And they don't like that. So the Democrats have shunned them. The problem is they don't know how much longer to maintain that control because they're about on their way out and they don't know what to do here. 
I'm telling you, the Republican, we have a prime opportunity right now. We have a perfect opportunity for Republicans to clean house, to get rid of the moderate, wishy-washy hack Republicans and bring in some solid conservatives. And we have some, we have a long ways to go with it, but we have a prime opportunity to stand on a principle, to not work with them. I know very triggering for some. Not to work with the Democrats in their progressive liberal socialist agenda to bring us back to constitutional values and to actually get us back on track. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of really good ones out there, including Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. I don't know if you saw her quarrel that she had with Ilhan Omar the last couple of weeks, but she did do a live stream video a couple days ago talking about where they were at because they apparently did have a one-on-one phone conversation together. Hey, everyone. This is Lauren with a quick update on a phone call I had today with squad member Ilhan Omar. I had reached out to her Friday and three days later, I was able to connect with her on the phone because I wanted to let her know directly that I had reflected on my previous remarks. Now, as a strong Christian woman who values faith deeply, I never want anything I say to offend someone's religion. So I told her that even after I put out a public statement to that effect, she said that she still wanted a public apology because what I had done wasn't good enough. So I reiterated to her what I had just said. She kept asking for a public apology. So I told Ilhan Omar that she should make a public apology to the American people for her anti-American, anti-Semitic, anti-police rhetoric. Seems fair. Lauren Boebert don't take no crap. Out of Colorado, God bless her for being in Washington, D.C., and we need more people like that. We're done playing nice. We're done doing the bipartisan, holding hands, singing kumbaya. We can work together if you work towards progressing towards a constitutional, laissez-faire, capitalist, limited government, free market society. If you're willing to work in that direction, let's hold hands and sing kumbaya, baby. Oh, and by the way, let's get rid of the identity politics like Ilhan Omar tries to play. Then when they pass a hate speech bill, it's directed towards evil Republicans and not towards her and her anti-Semitic comments that she's made as a congressional member in Washington, D.C. We got some work to do. That does it for us today. Podcast up in a little bit. We'll be back on the radio tomorrow. Until then, be your own hey, voice of reason. Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.